0: as alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, sallallahu wa sallam Nabina baraka ala nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallama tasliman kathira, thumma amma Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ya al-lazina amanu wa tatma'innu kulubu bidhikrillah, ala bidhikr Allahi tatma'innu al-qulub, those who believe, those who have faith, and their hearts find peace and tranquility through the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, through remembering Allah azza wa jal, hearts will find peace. I want to ask my dear brothers and sisters over here, when you were listening to the recitation of Brother Hudayfa earlier, how beautiful that was. I was just kind of trying to contemplate and see if anyone would be speaking around in this area. And I felt that everybody was quiet. Everyone was listening. I want to see if the show of hand. Even though I might not be able to see the hands in the front over here, but those who enjoyed the recitation and they found peace in their hearts in those few moments, raise your hand. Masha Allah, Now that's the vast majority. And the moment the recitation was over, all of a sudden that trance of dhikr, that trance of remembering Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, come to a stop. As we start hearing about the introduction to the first speaker, another human being, who cares? Why do the hearts find peace and tranquility through the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? See the purpose of this ayah. Indeed, through the remembrance of Allah azza wa jal, through remembering Allah azza wa the hearts will find peace. The message of of this ayah is very simple. Allah says, I created you and he knows what is best for you. In order for you to be functioning properly, in order for this heart, which keeps trembling and always shaking, in order for this heart to find peace, you need to remember me. You need to connect with me. What we call dhikr in the Arabic language, in our time in English, we use the word remembering Allah The remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But there is a new term for it in psychology called mindfulness. In order for you to find that peace and tranquility in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you need to find that sense of mindfulness, which they say, it's the state of being conscious. It's the state of being conscious about someone or something. And it's also, it's a mental state achieved by or caused by the moment, the living in the moment only. Just have this awareness of this moment. That is the meaning of the dhikr. Remembering. And if you want to have that full mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's a constant state of remembering Allah azza wa jal. My dear brothers and sisters, today we live in times that are very challenging, subhanAllah. We're minding our own business here as Muslims, talking to each other about Islam. And then some people, subhanAllah, they just don't see, don't see the beauty of what we have and what we know, and they stand outside and just souring this moment for us. They just wanna sour that moment for you. I mean, I felt so bad and sorry for them. I didn't feel angry, Wallahi. I just felt so bad and sorry for them. I said, I wish, I wish they can just give me a moment to stop that background noise that they're making in order for them to be mindful of a moment when we have a conversation so they can find that peace and tranquility that we're having and we're aspiring for as Muslims. I wish. We live in a time that many of our brothers and sisters are having, it's very challenging to be proud of being Muslim. Just to be proud of being who you are, that's becoming very challenging. I know their parents, they keep sitting telling them, you should be proud of who you are. Easy for the parents and then their children. Our kids never lived a time when it was amazing to be a Muslim. Their parents probably did. They grew up in some Muslim environment, whether here in America or maybe somewhere else, and it was good to be Muslim. It was something to be proud of to be Muslim. Our kids don't have that same thing. They grew up in a time that all what they hear about Islam is Muslim bad things. They start believing it. It's too much to ignore. There's a lot of background noise. Our kids don't have that sense of mindfulness about Islam and Muslims as much as the older ones probably they had. They have challenges at school, they have challenges at home sometimes. You know, in some Muslim families, even if a child decides to become more religious, the first people they push them away or maybe push them back will be their own family sometimes. They're afraid for them, for their safety. There's so much our kids are going through, so they need that sense of mindfulness, that sense of dhikr to find peace and tranquility. And I'm sure each and every one of us here, young or adult, We need that sense of constant sense of mindfulness about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah promised, you connect with me, I'll give you peace and tranquility. What is the challenge? Why is it that we are unable to have this constant state of dhikr? Because it's easier than said, right? I wish I can be constant state of dhikr, always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, always reading Quran, always making Salah. I wish I could do that. But what is the challenge that doesn't allow me to get to that level? Here is number one, number first challenge: we are not angels. You guys understand what does that mean? We are not angels. If we are not angels, what does it mean? We're humans. So what's so special about the angels? The angels don't eat don't drink don't go to sleep don't have desires don't have that stuff that keeps you know obstructing their desire and their willingness to be mindful of the dhikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah azza wa jal says about the angels <laughs> they never disobey allah azza wa jal in anything they always do what they've been instructed to do i wish the muslims do the same thing too right i wish human beings can do what allah instructs them to do but we don't have that because we're not angels Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the angels. They never feel arrogant to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They never feel lazy. Allah has continued to talk about the angels. They always in a constant state of dhikr. They always praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the day, during the night. They never slack. Always in a constant state of dhikr. They're the angels. So our biggest challenge. For not being in a constant state of of dhikr and mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we're simply not angels. That's the first thing. The second thing. Number two, we are not prophets, we're not messengers. Really? I knew that. But what makes the prophets much more serene and tranquil than other people? You see, the Prophet, the messenger, when he was in Mecca. The Sahaba were agonizing. They had an anxiety. They had problems. They had issues, and they're so f- afraid of the of the situation around them. And three of them, Khubayb, Suhaib, and Bilal, they went to the prophet, looking for the prophet, sallallahu alaihi in Mecca. They were tortured. They were tired. They were exhausted, and they see the messenger, sallallahu alaihi sitting there in the shade of al Kaaba. He was lying down, taking a nap. They were surprised. Like, how could he find peace in a moment like this? So they woke him up, Ya Rasulullah, Why don't you make dua for us? Why don't you ask Allah for help, you know, for us? So the Prophet wasallam, he sat up and he said, you know, those who were before you, they went through challenges and through trials much more severe than you are. They will, be put in a, in, they will dig a hole for them, put them all up to their waist, bury them in there, and they will split them with the sword. And they wouldn't do anything. They had steel comes would take the flesh off their bone and they would never renounce their faith. And then he told the people around him but you're very hasty. You rush to the results. Like it's coming. And he gave them the promise that they will come. Don't worry about it. But you will find peace traveling from all over the place and you won't worry about anything but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet was in a, in a complete state of mindfulness and peace. When the Prophet sallallahu was during the hijrah, the Hijrah, a very difficult time, the whole Arabian Peninsula was chase, chasing around the, the, Arabian, the desert, looking for him. Why? They won the prize, money, like a million dollars on his head, a million dollars on the head of Abu Bakr two million dollars. Who do you want to take this? And Everybody was looking for them. And when they went to the cave of Thawr, as they were hiding there for three days before they were able to continue their journey, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq was so scared and so kind of like afraid and the Prophet ﷺ was very peaceful and serene. Abu Bakr as-Siddiq in that moment his heart was trembling. Rasulullah looking at him he goes, Ya Abu Bakr, la inna ma'ana. Don't be sad, Allah is with us. SubhanAllah, a moment of this, who can be so mindful? Of the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when all the challenges are just kind of being dumped over their head. Their life, even the threatened. Their mere existence was actually in threat. They're gonna be killed if they were found. And there, Rasulullah is telling his companions, all right, it's okay. Don't worry, Allah's with us. We'll be okay. Can you imagine how peaceful Rasulullah was in that moment? When they were going on the journey from Mecca to Medina, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq was so concerned for the safety of the Prophet he said I would go ahead of him and then go behind and then go to the right go to the left like I'm trying to be around him all the time making sure he's being protected and Rasulullah sitting on the back of the camel just reading Quran and making dhikr, so peaceful so serene the Prophets they were connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on regular basis they have a divine connection we didn't have and that's why they were much more serene you see allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that qiyamul layl for muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the prophet was mandatory every single night for us the moment we finish the day oh, oh my god i need to take a break and for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah says fa faragta, fansab wa ila rabbika when you're done giving the da'wah out there that's when you need to find your time, your private time to connect with Allah Azza wa until you feel the fatigue. Like your da'wah outside, this is something you do for the people. Now recharge your personal battery. Stand up at night in Salah until almost close to Fajr. Which is why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi would pray sometimes one third of the night, half, two thirds, more or less, every single night. He needed that sense of connection to keep that mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even Aisha, his wife radiallahu ta'ala, she said, Qalat Ya Rasulullah, why would you do this for? Allah has forgiven your sins. You're forgiven. Why do you have to do this? He said, Afala akunu abdan shakura. Then I need to prove that I'm deserving of it. I need to prove that I am deserving of it, which means I need to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be grateful for the blessing of being forgiven. So we're not angels, we're not prophets, where are we? We're human beings. What is so different about human beings? As humans, we're very subjective. What does that mean? We can't live in a vacuum. We have to be influencing and influenced by everything that happens around us. Our life is but circles connected with each other. You have friends, as many friends you have, You're adding one circle to your circles. As many relatives involved in your life, you have as many circles as well to this. When you have all these circles, all these circles, no matter how much you try to mind your own business, no matter how much you try, if someone pushes one circle away, every other circle will have to be influenced by that. No matter how much you try. So the whole idea of finding peace and tranquility and consistency in this world is a dream. We're gonna always be living that challenge, trying to always maintain calmness, mindfulness of Allah Azza constant dhikr. But everything is influencing us. Rasulullah said, al bayna asba'in min rahman kaifa ya the hearts are, are, are between two fingers of Ar-Rahman in a manner that suits his majesty. He flips his heart the way he wills. No matter how much we try to stay calm and tranquil and strong in our Iman and faith, we get influenced by others. And in the heart, it's everything. This is the king, as Imam Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, he says, it's the king for the entire body. Whatever your king says, whatever the king feels, everything comes out. If you're tranquil in there, your body will follow. If you're anxious in there, you're going to always be, you know, feeling uneasy. Even your body starts physiologically and biologically and physically reacting to these feelings. For the believer to find peace and tranquility, they have to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This sense of mindfulness is something we all aspire to have on a regular basis. But we're human beings. In the famous harith of arda, one day in the morning he was walking in Medina. Abu Bakr as Siddiq, he sees him, he goes, Good morning, Alhamdulillah. Kaifa Asbaht, How are you doing today? He goes, Nafaqah, He says, I'm a hypocrite today. Abu Bakr was appalled by that answer, like, Whoa, what's, what's going on here, Take it easy. What's wrong with you? He goes, You see, we sit with the Prophet ﷺ, we hear from him, and then we start getting into this moment as if we feel, we see the, the Jannah and Jahannam, we see paradise and hellfire, with our own, as if we see with our own eyes. But the moment we leave him, and we go home, and we start intermingling with our families and kids and spouses and so on, we forget a lot of that. Abu Bakr he al-Siddiq, he was also anxious about this answer. He goes, you know, if this is what you consider hypocrisy, I swear I have the same problem. And that is Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. So he goes to the Prophet They both go to the Prophet describing the situation for him. And Rasulullah is telling them, Listen, Wallahi, I swear to you, if you would be at home constantly on the same state of mindfulness, the way you are with me, the angels will shake hands with you in the streets. As if he is telling them, You will become angels. And the angels would don't have any reason to hide from you. But but you're human beings. You keep flipping between being mindful and sometimes mindless. That moment of back and forth, we keep doing that. So my duty as a Muslim is to try as much as I can to stay in a constant state of mindfulness. When I have that energy, I need to create the, the environment. I do my best. And every time, every time I feel that I'm forgetting I need to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal says to us, وَذْكُرْ Remember your Lord when you forget. What does that mean? He didn't blame us for forgetting. He didn't. Because we're human beings, we tend to forget. We tend to forget. In Arabic, the word human is insan. And they say in the poetry, Insan or human was called insan because he does or he, he has nisyan, which means forgetfulness. Allah Azza wa Jal Almighty did not blame us for forgetting, He didn't. Instead, He just telling us if you go in a state of forgetfulness, just recalibrate, come back again, remember Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. That's all. So, stop achieving the impossible. The impossible is that constant state of mindfulness that has been designed for the angels and for those who have special connection with Allah like the Prophet. Other than that, we all have that, you know, flip-flopping situation. We keep going between being, alhamdulillah, strong in our faith, weak in our faith, we keep going back and forth, back and forth. We need to do our best just to stay mindful as much as we can. The other thing that prevents us and makes us human, prevents us from reaching that constant state of, of, of mindfulness and vigour, and makes us, you know, humans, is the fact that Allah Azza wa Jal, He decreed that humans make mistakes. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions in the hadith, Every human is, 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 is subject to, uh, to mistakes and erring, making mistakes. khattainat The best of those who err and make mistakes, those who repent and fix it. again, Allah Azza wa Jal did not blame us for making mistakes. That is expected of us. He just telling us, if you make a mistake, it's okay. Just come back to me. I'll help you go through it. Being in a state of mindfulness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it was brings peace and tranquility after every moment of an anxiety. Because when we make mistakes and we err and we commit sins, we feel bad, we feel terrible. You feel terrible. No, I, I committed a sin. In the hadith, the Prophet sallallahu said, a person commits a sin, makes a mistake, comes to Allah, My Lord, I made a mistake. Please forgive me. Now in that moment, this person is in a constant state of anxiety and anxious if Allah is going to accept me or not. The Prophet says, Allah will tell him, come back. Tell her, come back to me. It's okay. I forgive you. And then sometime later, this person comes back again and made another mistake. Same or different, doesn't matter. But we made another mistake. And the person comes to Allah, my Lord, please forgive me, I've done it again. I made a mistake again. And Allah says, it's okay, I forgive you. Third time, fourth time, many, many, many times and every time that person comes back to Allah, Allah will say, I'll forgive you. Then Allah subhanahu wa Taala decreed, my servant knows and acknowledges he or she has a Lord who forgives. Be my witness that I forgive him all his sins. Allah Azzawajal doesn't want you to be an angel because you were not designed for that. But he wants you to try your best to have a constant state of mindfulness as much as possible with a form of dhikr. Is it even possible to reach that level 100% of full, fulfilling the sense of dhikr and mindfulness? The answer is no. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I swear to you by al-asr that precious time that a human being is always in a constant state of loss, except for those who have faith, those who practice according to this faith, and those who always try to engage with each other to support one another with truth, and those who stay and remain steadfast on this path. What's the meaning of Surah Al-Asr? It's very simple. Our level of faith will always be higher than our level of practice. We never practice everything we know. We're humans. I know this is wrong, but my practice is not at the same level. I know I should be doing this, but my practice never goes there. So there is always that gap. And our job in this life is with a sense of mindfulness as much as possible to close this gap or bring it closer to being closed. Are we going to be able to close it? No we cannot. We're still human beings, but we can get close. The bigger the gap, the more anxiety and uneasiness we feel. The smaller the gap, the stronger we feel. Because we feel authentic and genuine. But when we go away from that, we feel hypocritical. Like Handala said and Bakr al-Siddiq as well. So your duty is always to remind yourself with the knowledge that you have. The faith that you have. And you should practice and work upon this. Instead of running away from it. As much as possible, you get closer. My dear brothers and sisters, how can I continuously stay in a constant state of dhikr, if possible. I have three tips for you to conclude with inshallah ta'ala. Number one, when it comes to the subject of dhikr, what is it? If I would like to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does it mean exactly? It means waking up all your senses, all your senses, your mind, your heart, basically creating this whole constant, you know, holistic form of dhikr. That means with my eyes, I need to remember Allah azza wa jal. With my ears, I need to remember Allah Azza wa Jal. With my steps as I walk, where I go, I need to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With my heart, what it desires, I need to remember Allah Azza wa Jal. With my mind, I need to think and have thoughts that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dhikr is not just sitting there making dhikr saying subhanallah Alhamdulillah, while you're watching your phone and watching some memes and laugh at it. Dhikr is not about you just, you know, doing whatever it is and your mind is wandering all over the place. You need to be all engaged. You're going to need to create that, and that, is a, that requires a lot of practice. I'm glad and happy we're closer to Ramadan, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. It's going to give us an Iman boost moment. Make sure in Ramadan to start practicing this. Number two, the second thing. When it comes to making dhikr, just like you have an appointment with everything that you do, whether you have a homework, uh, meeting with people, finishing certain you know, tasks, deadlines for some project, and so forth. You need to create deadlines and you need to create, you know, points and moments for your dhikr. What does that mean? When I'm in salah, I need to live that moment. I'm not asking you to create anything out of your ordinary schedule. You're going to be praying your five daily prayers. Just make sure when it comes to the salah, Be mindful of that moment. This is time for salah. That's it. You're sitting here listening to this lecture. That's form of dhikr. Then be mindful of it. And don't check your messages or your emails or whatever that is in this moment. Be mindful of the moment. If you finish salah, instead of, you know, I think, what am I going to do now? Just be mindful of the next few minutes to make your tasbih and your adhkar. Just have those mindfulness of these moments of dhikr. You can do that. Now, some people, they have better than this, they could even more than that. They design new moments. Like what? Waking up at night when everybody else is sleeping and they make two rak'ah and they make a lot of du'a, a very special format of dhikr. Some other people, they have even more than this. And I've seen some of our ulama and scholars, whenever they walk between errands, they always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The easiest form of dhikr that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Gave as an instruction for those who would like to have their hearts connected to Allah. Azzawajal. A man came to the Prophet, conclude with this, inshallah. Azzawajal. A man came to the Prophet, وسلم, and he said, Qala ya Allah, Inna qad alay. Like the rights of Islam are too many for me. I don't know what to start. There's salah, there's fasting, there's this, there's that. There are too many things. The Prophet وسلم, says, La yazalu lisanuka ratban It's okay as long as you keep your tongue moist in remembering Allah Azza wa The least form of dhikr is to keep your tongue remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So try with this. Start with that. Make that moment of mindfulness. Whenever you are in a moment of dhikr, just get out of this world. Get out of this world. Create a bubble. Create a bubble of dhikr. Sit there. Think about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just for a few moments i guarantee you those moments used to be like the best moment of your day and when you practice this on a regular basis you start desiring and craving more of these moments and more and more inshallah your day will, f- will be full with dhikr and your heart will be in peace and tranquility may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to remember him in a way that is pleasing to him and i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill our heart with the love of allah azza wa jal and this faith I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to make it easy to worship him and I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to give us peace and tranquility in our hearts in this dunya and the day of judgment and the way Allah gathers in this place Allah I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to gather us in Jannatul Firdaus al-A'la with the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was Salihin Wassalamu Alaykum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh